This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends of Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Thank you for joining me this afternoon on my program called Rise. I'm Renette Marburg. And it's always a one a wonderful occasion to have you joining me on my program. And you know that this is a program where we give hope, guidance, wisdom, and knowledge when real life happens in the family. We discuss relevant and often unspoken issues in the family, in truth and in love. But with God, we can rise to restoration and rise above all and together as a family. But I think community is also family. And so I have got Pastor Peter Olsen in the studio with me here this afternoon. He is a mighty man of God and he loves his community so much. So our topic this afternoon is going to be, are we going to wait on others to meet the needs of our communities? And I think he is so well equipped for this uh, particular topic. You know, he is at currently, he's been... uh, dedicated a very, very uh, big position with an American company. He says that he is the director of the APFI Africa under the international presiding uh, Bishop Derek Anderson, and he's the founder of the Anointed Pastors Fellowship. And this is to equip the pastors to be able to be really effective in in their communities. And this is also an alliance of pastors, which is so important because pastors are running their own races and they're getting exhausted and exasperated. And this is such an, a wonderful idea that people, pastors can come alongside each other and support each other at the same time. So I really love this concept at all times. And then, but he is also the lead pastor of Belleville City Outreach, a registered nonprofit organization. Firstly, a ministry that serves the community of Belleville and Belleville South, and now branching out to the Scottsdale, Cryfontaine areas. And this is an incredible um, opportunity. You were going to be building the Jeremiah 29 building, and that is to instruct us to do good to the city. And this is such a prime time of where we're at as a country is that we are not looking after our cities. And I can tell you now, I know Pastor Peter for many years and he's one of my favorite pastors in the community because of the work that he does with no resources, but his heart has never changed over all these years. But we're first going to listen to this next track and then we will join you straight after this. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and thank you for staying tuned. And I just hope you're going to be so encouraged by our guest today. And he is Pastor Peter Olson and he's from Belleville City Outreach here in Belleville South. But he covers a huge, huge, huge task of meeting the needs of the community. And um, I've really stood in awe of the work that you've done in the past. And yes, Pastor Peter, I just want you to just basically say, Give us a background of what you've been involved with in the communities in the last couple of years and the kinds of issues that you've been addressing. I know you've got a heart for the youth. And just tell us what programs that you've been doing. And I know you've been very isolated at times because of the race you're running and you don't get the support that you need because of the fact that you are just out there and you straight up front and you deal with everything that is not pleasant mm-hmm. in your area. <laughs> I know you can share that one with me. So please just give us what your 
take has been in the last couple of uh, years in, you know, being on the street, being there for your community, walking the streets, praying in the streets. You've got wonderful pastors like Pastor Douglas is just sitting in here with us as well, just listening in. But I know he partners with you and we are so proud of the fact that you've started this APFI movement that can come have a huge impact on us. Good afternoon, Renette, and good afternoon, listeners. Thank you for the opportunity to, to, to see my story as well. Not just my story, but God's story in the season. Um, I'm part of Babel City Outreach. I'm the senior pastor, the founder, the lead pastor at Babel City Outreach. We started a couple of years back. Um, it started out with a program that we had called the Woman of Virtue where we, um, every December we would serve um, the ladies of our community. We would get a couple of ladies together and um, we would give them something to eat. We would get in different speakers. And it was one of our speakers a couple of years back. Um, we had one of uh, Radio Cape Pulpit's um, presenters as well um, at the time. Also one of the speakers we had. Um, we had couple of, a couple of speakers that came in. Um, but the aim of um, the Women of Virtual Program was to reach out to the woman, especially the woman that doesn't have work, the woman that, that goes through abuse, the woman that didn't have, um, what do you call it, that support base or that assistance from people from the outside and what we did was we would get them into one space and give them the best treatment that they could get we would give them a plate of food we will set up a program where we had youth dancers and we had um we had people coming in that sang a song we had we had different motivational speakers we would give them gifts we would we would treat them as special as possible and yes. and i believe that every person has that sense of value they have that that sense of pride and we came in sometimes those things are removed from them but we came in and we said look we want to we want to serve you we want to give you something and 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 we started doing that every single year and um, we did it about four years consecutively until COVID broke out and when COVID broke out we couldn't do it anymore we had to we had to step back and say look we have to re what's the word re-evaluate our approach and find out how can we reach out to our community and still have the maximum impact that we mm. had with the Women of Virtue uh, program. And, and me and my wife decided, look, we're going to start praying. Um, we were at the time pastoring a, a small church up in the Mitchell's Plain area. And the Lord said, now you have to move. And, and for us to move from what we were familiar with, that was a difficult part. We moved to Bible South and the Lord gave us, we are, we are at Jeremiah 29 verse 7 church mm. that says, that, that, that speaks of pray for the peace of the city for in the peace of the city you will have peace the one translation says work for the peace of the city for in the peace of the city you will have peace and we started to pray and i mean we started to pray it was only me and my wife um the lord added one individual we still started to pray and i've discovered mm. that before you can have major breakthrough you need to have personal breakthrough before yes. you can have community outreach you need to have internal outreach meaning that you first need to work on yourself and as you grow your ministry grow and you expand internally and whatever god does internally you will be able to do it externally and we then from from the from our living room we started reaching out to women. We started reaching not just to women, but we started reaching out to our community. And our ministry started growing. As we started out at our house, at, in our, our living room, God started adding to it. God added. The Bible says that I will build my church. And he started building his church. Today we are, it's now seven, over seven years. We're moving into eight, nine, I think it's eight years. From, from 
just me and my wife and my kids, we grew. We are a bona fide established ministry within our community. Now, we're a non-profit organization. We had some guests, major guests. I'm not going to mention names. I'm not, not going to name drop. But one thing that I do realize is anything worth working for is worth working for. Yes. And, it, and, and, and you can have all the pre in the world, but if there's no work, if there's no tangible work that you are doing, and what we did was we decided we're going to have a soup kitchen that we drew literally over 300 people per day. We, we partnered wow. with a local ministry and we actually took it from the street into, into a building and the building became too small. And then mm. we decided, look, um, let's just drop it here and give it over to the ministry that's there because it's their building. So we moved out, but that didn't stop there. Um, every December, we have a thing where we literally get the kids of the community together and we would give them something to eat. We will give them a little party packet. We will, and the money doesn't come from the community. The money comes from our own pockets. We, would, we, we believe in a thing where um, whatever you sow, you will reap. If you invest in a young person, when that person grows up, that person will reinvest in somebody else's life. And, and what we started to do as a ministry, we took money out of our own pockets and we would mm, put it into, into, into literally buying sweets and food and whatever. And we would redistribute. We would give to the kids of our community. We will, we will get the people in and we will serve them. And because we started doing it, our congregation started fitting mm. in, filling in and working with us. And and, and at the moment, we are really picking up momentum. We're moving out of the Bible. We still have a minister in the Bible South area, but we are expanding to Cryfontein. We are, we are busy developing something in the Scottsdale area because we believe that God didn't just call us for our own Jerusalem. He also called us for the cities. And because he called us for the cities, we, we, we are developing a couple of leaders within the Bible South community to work within the Scottsdale community. There is a couple of people that got saved in the area. So we're working with them. We are working with them, developing them, reproducing what God has produced within us, in them, redeveloping uh, the same system within the Scottsdale area. Because we know that, 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 that Christ is needed everywhere, not just in the Bible South area, not just in my household, not just in my ministry, but it's needed everywhere. So... For Bevel City Outreach, we might have the next Cryfontein Outreach as well and have a couple of souls and a couple of leaders working within that area. Fantastic. And, you know, what I, what I love hearing is that, you know, we often think we called for the nations. I mean, I've just been on an outreach now up in near Kimberley, uh, Young Kempsdorp, and you know, the Lord said to me, I mean, so many things have been prophesied over me that I'm going to be called to the nations. But I realize it's not up there in the government nations. We need to be in the nation. It says the laborers are few. And we are the ones that have been handpicked to go into the nations, that we go and walk the streets, we go and touch the people, we go and love on them, and that we are the ones that he's going to use to change the nations from bottom from the from this level upward and that we can bring a new generation of people that are well established and well dis, uh, discipled and i know that is your heart because i know you go from family to family even through COVID, you were going from family to family working with them in in spite of the limitations of COVID. So what are the general problems that you are discovering that is mainly the issues 
in the community. Um, Renit, look, before COVID, or, or let me say during COVID, we discovered that while people were at home, there was one major need, and that's need for food. Um, people weren't working, people were not employed, so there was no income. And the one thing God graced us with is the, the power of relationship. And I believe no organization or no ministry can function individualistically. No ministry or no organization can work on its own. So what we did was we would partner with different organizations or with different individuals that had access to food. And then what we used to do was because due to our work within the community, so if we had a woman of virtual season, we would take people's addresses, we will take people's uh, uh, names and contact details, so we know exactly who's in our community. So then what we did was that as if people brought us food, uh, packets with food or whatever, we would redistribute it within the community. We would go to people's houses and make sure that um, people have something to eat. Um, we we would at times, even if people didn't bring us any any, any packets or we couldn't get or source from any organization. Me and my wife would decide with my mother and my sisters and whatever, or some of the members within the church, we would decide, look, let's put some money together. Let's identify a couple of families and let's look after these families. Let's give them something to eat. Mm, let's give them a, a month's food. Let's give them a week's food. Let them, let's give us, get, let, let's serve someone and help them during these difficult times. And uh, what I've noticed as well, because of our service to people, God actually gave us access to people. People first look at what you do before they listen Mm. to what you say. And I've discovered our ministry is growing because of not what we said, but because of what we did. And I've realized is that as, as a pastor, as a leader, before you preach to someone, you first preach with your own life. And, and and to be honest, I'm not a wealthy man. I'm not I'm not rich. I don't have uh, what some leaders or some people will have. But I have discovered that God has graced us with whatever we need to make an impact. I believe we are stewards of what God gave us. So if he gave me a thousand rand, I'm a steward of that thousand rand. If he gave me a pulpit, I'm a steward of that pulpit. It doesn't belong to me. So that means I need to look after it. I need to serve my community with what God gave us. So that is why whenever there's finances coming in, whenever there's something, we serve our community. So um, during COVID, whatever God gave us, we used it not just for the benefit of my immediate family, but for those that will come knock at my door, those who will come call at my gate. I was, I was God, based on what God gave us, we would serve others with that. So um, during COVID, that was our assignment. After COVID, um, some companies closed down, um, people lost their jobs and those type of things. Now, what we decided as well is that because we've got access to the internet, we would take young people's series, find out where's the search engines or where's the the, the companies that have the the um have a, a database of, of, of CVs and whatever, and we would forward their CVs and stuff through the internet. We would help youngsters to type their CVs and, and, and just help them to get a job. But this is what I love about your ministry. You just take the gap and you see a gap, you do it. This is what I love. Are we going to wait because this is not my calling, this is not what I do, this is not what I am. You just go out and see the need, you just do it. And this is what I've loved about your ministry. You know, over the years, if it's now 
for a season that you're just helping youngsters, if it's a season that you're helping people find work, if it's a season to fight with the municipality to <laughs> to get the to get your your areas cleaned up and and um, upgraded, you do that. You don't sit and wait. And this is what I, that's why I had to have you on my program today is because of how you do things. Is the fact that you do not wait on yourself. You see the need, you go for it, and you go straight for the kill. And there you go, and you see a result. And the fact that you identify, and this is where we need to get to, is the fact that we often don't. Um, we wait on others to make the move, and this is why I think this is such an important topic. But I'm going to we're going to take a break now. I'm just going to listen to a beautiful track now, and then straight after this, I'd like you just to encourage us on on you know the different things that you are dealing with, but how you are doing it as well. Thank you, Pastor Peter. Thank you, family and friends. Thank you for staying tuned with us. And thank you. You are so welcome to listen to this amazing, encouraging ministry. Pastor Peter Olson from Belleville City Outreach. And he really has a passion and a heart for the, for the cities and for his community. And, you know, Pastor Peter, you were just sharing about how you do things. But there are so many challenges that come with it. You know, opposition, resistance. Um, how do you deal with that? Because I think it's very important that you deal with all factors. You're not just dealing with one ministry. You know, you know, I'm just called for evangelists. I'm just called for the apostolic. You go out and do the groundwork. And, you know, drug addicts, girls that are teen pregnancies. You deal with all of that. So tell us what, how, how have you found it as a, you know, within the community? I know you've got a beautiful serving church now where everybody on board has the same heart and the same passion. So you found those kind of people in the community. But how do we um, come in and encourage people to get out of their comfort zones and participate? The first thing before you, okay, let, let, let me rephrase. Before you can expect anyone else to serve with you, you need to serve first. So for me as, as a pastor, before I can ask somebody else to pray, I need to pray. Before mm -hmm. I can ask somebody else to make a pot of food for someone else, I need to make the pot of food serve first. So basically the way we started was that especially in regards to serving our community, we had to allow people into our private space. And I know people would ask me, now, mm. why would you do that? Um, isn't it unsafe? Isn't Look, if you are called, you are called. There's no way of beating around the bush. You have to literally get your hands dirty and get out there. And people would come and knock at my door. There was, within COVID, there was a young man um, with a family of about four kids. He would come knock at my door consistently in regards to assistance to a certain thing that he was going through at the moment. And my wife was quite worried about the fact that we would catch COVID. And what we decided, what I decided was, look, let's trust the Lord in this thing. Hmm. And as we trusted the Lord, I started serving this guy. And God came through for us powerfully. But what you need to understand is that as I served him, he got saved. Mm. His wife was staunch Muslim. Mm. And as I was serving him, his wife caught that he, something changed about him. And she came to me one day and she asked me, what did you do to my husband? Mm. 
And I said, I didn't do anything to him. The Lord did. And because God did something to him, God can do that same thing for you and your family. And one Sunday, while we were still um, preparing for church, he came with his whole family to church. Oh, praise the Lord. And the only thing, my intention was, is just to serve him, to help mm. him through the process that he was going through. And as I was assisting him, he got saved. His wife got saved. His kids got saved and they actually became one of the driving forces within our ministry, impacting the young people's lives within our community. But you need to understand our church run on two little, two, two different wings. The one is the woman of virtue and the one is the inspired youth ministries. Now the woman of virtue, the core function is, is to reach out to women. The Inspire program is to reach out to young people. Now, what we do is the Women of Virtue comes together once a month that just reach out to women. But but we realize is that, that we don't just stand behind the pulpit and preach to people. We serve people because the word ministry comes from the word administer. That means mm. to serve. Mm. So what we do is, is we, that we find out how can we serve? How can we utilize every resource that we have to minister to you? And give to you and help you firstly through your personal process or through your personal difficulties. And then we give you the word. The word first needs to speak through our lives and then the word will speak through our mouths. Because if they can't see the word in our life, why would we preach to you? There's no power in it. Amen. No, no influence. And that is so incredible because the thing is, it says so in the word. If you do not... How can you serve others if you don't love yourself? So you became the servant so that you could serve your nation. Amen. And that is where we need to learn to love ourselves and, and understand who God is taking us and who we are in him. And then we can do what he's called us to do. And like you said, if you're called, you're called. You cannot renounce it or denounce it because at the end of the day, the Lord is going to pull you back pull you back, pull you back into it. And I've seen you sometimes, you know, I've, I've been, I've known you so many years and that you think, oh, I can't do this anymore. And the next minute you just get <laughs> zest and there we go. And there you go again. And you have been so faithful and so dedicated in what you do in spite of the resistance that you get in the sense that, you know, either finances or, you know, not getting the resources that you need to to do a project you've still persevered so when it comes to that faith walk I'd like you just to share a little bit of that look the Bible makes a statement I think it's in the book of Ecclesiastes 3 where it says there's a season a time for all things under heaven there's a time to be born and there's a time to die and I believe that for every for every process within ministry there's a season for that that portion of ministry but I've discovered is because there's different seasons, we need to understand what that season is. And the only way to fully understand that season, we need to pray through that season. And I've discovered, especially for where we are at, um, especially for what we are doing, we had to come to a place where we literally pray through everything. There's no, even if we have the, we do have difficulties. We do have um, setbacks. We do have, um, we do get those punches when it comes to not having the finances. People walk in by your door and they want something to eat and you sitting with a plate of food where you have to see the little that you do have. Mm. But we still do that. Even if we don't get anything in return, 
We still do that. Why? Because God has called us to do that. And I have seen over the years, we've been, it, it, it didn't start yesterday. We are now seven, over seven years into mm-hmm. this already. And we have learned to be without, we've become content with little. Mm. And we've also became content with having much. So the seasons when we have too much and the seasons when we had too little. But we came to that place where we became content in it and, and really serve irrespective of people, if people recognize us, irrespective of if people give us the, the, the due, due respect that we need, we will still serve. Why? Because we know that, that every seed that we sow has the ability to either transform someone or change someone, mm. motivate someone or uplift someone. So mm. we will not stand back even if we don't have. We will try our best. We will ask. The one thing I've realized, I think it's a book of James that says, you ask a miss or you ask wrong. That is why you don't have. And we have learned that if we need something, we'll ask someone. We will, we will see who we know. We will contact. We will connect with people and ask for help. And, and I've noticed sometimes people want to help. They're just looking for an avenue to work through. And we have discovered people will come alongside now a couple of weeks back. We discovered that there's a couple of youngsters in the church, in some of the church members that doesn't have Bibles. So we started uh, connecting with the right people, speaking to people, asking people to help us because a Bible ain't cheap. And you know what? People actually came alongside and said, look at me, buy you a Bible. And people bought Bibles and we could give everyone in our church a new, brand new Praise Bible. Why? Because we asked. And I believe that was, was the mm. key for, for, for serving your community. You, you first need to know where you are at. Pray it through. Ask for help. If you don't ask for help, you won't be able to receive. You, you have not because you ask not. So the key is ask and you will receive. Knock and the doors will be opened. It does sound easy, but it's not. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes diligence. But it also takes hard work. So where we are at, we had to work hard and pray and ask. And ask, yes. And that is that is so profound because, yes, we think we're running our own race and it's so contained in your own little community and your own church and all that. But there is help out there. And this is where I want people to understand that they need to keep their ears to the ground and hear what people are needing. And, you know, you are doing things that we can't do. You're going in areas that we can't go. You are, we wanting to come alongside you, and how do we participate? And this is where a person needs to identify the ministries in your communities. Amen. And it's not just, you know, it's not we're talking about your ministry now, but every community has a ministry or needs, but we keep leaving it up to that one ministry to do everything when there is so much help out there and i'm glad you mentioned the fact that people want to get involved they just don't know how to direct it so um but we're going to take a break now and we're going to quickly just at the end i think you must just give us the you know ways that we can possibly participate like how do we um plug into certain ministries and uh you know in 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 association and affiliation so we're going to listen to something first now and then we're going to continue this conversation thank you pastor peter you've really been very informative good afternoon family and friends um thank you for joining us this afternoon and yes we've got an incredible topic on the on 
the end today, it's about do we, why do we have to wait for others to do what we what we can do as well, and uh, to meet the needs of our community. It doesn't matter which community you are. It doesn't need that you have to, uh, you know, be out there all the time. But there are people that are ready to do it. But how do we? step into it ourselves but i just want to encourage you as uh, as listeners as our listeners as well go on to our whatsapp number um 0817291657 and our telegram number is 0817291657 and then sms 37988 and go onto our Facebook. There is so much activity happening there. There you can meet our guests and you can meet our, um, see who they are and you can meet our presenters and see what they look like behind the mic and you can put the voice to the face as well. So that will be wonderful to go and see, get to know us a bit and we can interact and you can have your input, which we are so welcome to have because we often don't get the responses and uh, in, you know impartation from you as well. We'd love to hear what you enjoyed about our programs as well. So please go onto our programs, and if there's anything about our guests, we can also WhatsApp us and then uh, connect with us in that time as in that way as well. And then we've also got a wonderful counselling department. It's on o two one nine one double seven triple O and you can press option one and we can see how we can help and assist and how we can direct you into the help that you need. But first and foremost, we're going to come back to our conversation today with Pastor Peter Olson and we are so grateful to have you on. Every time I've come into contact with you, you really put a smile on my face and I really feel that there is somebody out there and he's got uh, like Pastor Douglas and them that are doing the work of the community and really going out there on their on a huge limb of sometimes with no resources, but how do we as the community, as community, fellow community members get involved and how do we, what can we do? What are the different factors that we can actually tap into? Finances, uh, support, prayer, even prayer is important, just interaction, support in different ways. Just let us know. The greatest gift that someone can give someone else is the gift of prayer. The mm. first thing that we do need is your prayer support. We really, really need to prayer support because without prayer, we dry. That might mm. sound that might sound a bit weird, but we dry because mm. prayer is the ability to do what God can do. So we need your prayer out there, um, um, dear listeners. We need people to stand in prayer with us, stand in agreement with us for our communities, pray with us for, for financial breakthrough, Pray for us um, that we will get access to families. Um, we, we, we serve communities that has, for us to really make an impact, we need to understand the sociological structure of our community, how that community is put together. So we cannot just go to people's houses, knock on the doors, and we don't know who they are or what the community is comprised of. So for us to do that, we need God's wisdom. We need God's insight. We do need God's uh, uh, way of doing things. So we need prayer. Secondly, we need support, financial support, because food do cost money. It is pricey and it is expensive. So we do need financial assistance 
even if people can 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 donate food products, non-perishable food products, if people can 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 sponsor or just give um, second-in clothing that we need, because there's kids that just walk to our house, knock on our door and ask for clothing. I mean, for food. Uh, there's a young boy that walked in a couple of months back. My son was in grade R, and he, this young boy was in grade two already, but they wore the same size shoe. Mm. And that, that is a strange. How a, a boy is already in grade two with the same size shoe as somebody in grade mm. R. And we gave my son's new school shoes to him so that he can have, because his shoes were broken. It was so broken. He was literally, you could see the socks on the inside. Mm. And we gave that to him. A couple of weeks back, me and Reverend Douglas went to pick up a, a box full of clothing at somebody's house. And the amazing thing for that same little boy, we had T-shirts that we could give oh, him. We need your assistance when it comes to food. We need your assistance when it comes to clothing. Um, one thing that we also need is Christian literature. Because we believe is that you cannot have a young person uh, transformed unless they have their minds transformed. Because the Bible says, Paul makes a statement, says, our minds need to be renewed through the word of God. And uh, we believe is that before you can be transformed, your mind needs to be mm. transformed. So we need um, Christian literature, we need books, we need, we need Bibles, we need um, Christian books, we need... Um, Whatever Christian literature you have out there, we need those things so that we can look through it and, and utilize it for the assistance of not just the young people, but also the assistance of the older people. Because we believe in teaching, we believe in, in, in a discipleship, we believe in development. That is mm -hmm. what we need. Even if you can volunteer your time, you say, look, pastor, I want to come alongside and, and assist and work with when, we, when you have outreaches. We would love that if people can come mm. in and say, look, we are willing to work with you and work alongside you. That is why I, 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 I joined up with the APFI. The APFI stands for the Anointed Pastors Fellowship International that was started by Bishop Derek Anderson in, in St. James, Miami, Florida. We, uh, when we, when we uh, took the, the vision and we decided we can implement the vision, the APFI is basically a, a, an alliance of leaders that came alongside, that comes alongside each other and assist each other. So that is why I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning it. We need not just the assistance of volunteers, but we also need the assistance of pastors That's so it. that we cannot just impact on one level, mm. but that we can impact on a, on, on a spiritual level as well. So mm. um, my cry today is, is that we need it threefold. We need financial assistance. We need resource assistance. We need assistance with food. And we also need literature. We need literature so badly because we really want to serve our community, mm. not just on one level, but on every level and make an mm. impact on every level. Mm. And this is what I think is so important, what you're sharing now. is nothing too small and nothing too big. Just do it. You know, it's just go and do what you can do. And, you know, if you can't do, if you can't fi financially, you can give yourself. Amen. And that is also beautiful. And Amen. then that's where uh, your your uh, participation can show the Lord that there is work workers out there. And we are coming into a season where we cannot waste any more time. There's a sense of urgency for salvation. And unfortunately, we need to get through by feeding them and dressing them to get to them. Amen. And that is the way, a point of contact. Amen. And we don't understand. We think, yes, everybody's standing with their hands open waiting for the, you know, to things to happen. 
No, we don't know the journeys of these families. We don't know the we don't know how they landed up where they are now. But if we can start at one point, that we can get to their hearts and to their souls at the end of the day. And Pastor Peter, you know, I just love the work that you are doing. May the Lord just continuously prosper you, guide you, and give you all the wisdom that you need. And your fellow pastors that are like Pastor Douglas and them sitting here in support of you, that you'll get the pastors and you'll get volunteers and people that will come alongside you and come and understand what you are doing. That it's not just one fold, that they'll come with their resources and their strengths because we've all got some sort of form of strength. If we're serving or we've got whatever strengths we have, we can make the wheel turn. Amen. And that's our our aim. So um, maybe you can just uh, just end off on a prayer with uh, for us, please, and then we will end this uh, day with this incredible topic that can take another hour. But we will have to, <laughs> we are time constraint. But at the end of the day, we're so valuable. I just so hope you feel encouraged, listeners, that there is and this is the time. Get up and go and do Amen. something. You can see how the world is in need of love. They need a good hug, good love. Good attend, they need the attention so that we can lift and change our nations from the bottom upwards. Amen. We can just pray for us, Pastor Peter. Let's pray together. Abba Father, I just want to say thank you for who you are this morning. Lord, thank you that you are the lily of the valley. You are the bright morning star. You are the great I am this morning. But Lord, this morning, I bring every pastor, every listener that, that is listening in this morning. I bring them before you, Father. And Lord, your word says, Father God, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the purposes and the plans that you have that shall prevail, Father. And I pray this morning that you will direct every pastor in the direction, Father God, of community service, Lord. God, I pray this morning, Father God, that you will open every pastor and every listener's eyes this morning, Father, that they will see, Father God, the need that is out there. But Lord, my prayer this morning, Father God, you know, Father God, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, Lord. And Lord, I pray this morning that you will send in the right workers, Father, that you will send in the right laborers, Father, that will come alongside every leader that hears my voice this morning, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, that those who need to serve, Father God, let them find their position in you, Father. Let them find their position in serving, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, Father God, that as they come alongside their leaders, Father, to serve. I pray, Lord Jesus, that those who have the financial resources, that those who have the physical resources, Lord, let them come into the house, Lord. Let them come into the kingdom, Father God. Let them come, Father, and sow their resources into the house of the Lord. And Lord, I pray this morning in the name that's above every other name, Father God, where there is constraint still, Lord Jesus, where there's still people holding back. I pray that the Holy Spirit this morning in the name of Jesus will break every every yoke, every, every entanglement that your Holy Spirit will break it this morning in the name of Jesus. Let the finances, Lord, that the kingdom need, let it come in this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the clothing that, has, that is needed to serve our communities, let it come in this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, the, the food parcels, the, 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 the overflow, let it come, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, this morning, we thank you, Lord, that your word says man might choose the way, but the Lord will direct 
directed and I thank you Lord that the resources will be directed in the right direction Father it will be directed into the hands of those who have a heart for our communities Lord and I thank you Jesus before the turn of 2023 we will have the greatest revival that this the city has ever seen Father God but it will not come through the pulpit alone Lord but it will come through those who are in the streets Lord those who are Father God serving their communities with their resources in the name of Jesus and I thank you Lord that you are still the same today yesterday and forever Father God non-changing still the same in Jesus name Amen 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 that was powerful and we just pray that we just thank uh, Radio K Pulpit as well for always giving us the opportunities to be able to share these kind of things so we just pray that the Lord will just bless our radio station as well and we are so privileged to be working yes, for a community yes. serving radio station Amen. and we just bless bless Radio K Pulpit and Pulpit, K, uh, Pulpit as well Amen. so I just want to say thank you Pastor Peter and I just wish you well and I know that the Lord has got a path so uniquely designed for you and your ministries Amen. and for this a new season that you're going into may the Amen. Lord just meet all your needs Amen. and thank you for coming and joining us ladies and gentlemen out there have a wonderful wonderful blessed week further uh, stick to the rules and be safe and we will see you the same time next week. God bless. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.